0: Welcome to the Nerd Party. Space, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Jessica Nunn.
1: And I'm her husband and co-host, Philip Gilfus. Well, today we're going to be talking about one of the, I was going to say premiere, maybe that's too strong a word, villains of Doctor Who. No,
0: I think premiere is appropriate. It is my personal favorite of proper villains, no redemption.
1: Monsters.
0: Monsters. Yeah.
1: Now, of course, these actually are new Who uh, monsters, but I think they've sort of cemented their place <laughs> cement um, in the pantheon of memorable and remarkable Doctor Who monsters. Yes, and we're going to be and what we're talking about is
0: the Weeping Angels.
1: Yes, yeah, so they've appeared in a variety of episodes, but basically, really, in uh, one, two, three, four episodes. That we'll be talking about one of those being a, sort of a two-parter. You know, they've sort of made smaller appearances throughout the episodes and series of, of New Who.
0: And even made an appearance in the final episode of Class, correct?
1: I, you know what, I thank you for bringing that up, because we will... Well, we can talk about it now, because not going not talk about it in order. You know, one of the things, you know, we'll talk about the different episodes and how they built up the mythology. But a tease or a promise, or a theoretical promise, because, you know, anything that's past Class... Season 1 is a promise that never happened, but that we might have seen the home planet of the Weeping Angels in Series 2 of Class. Yeah. So, yeah, the, I guess the uh, I'm, it's been a while. If I remember correctly, the revelation in that last episode was that the behind the school board.
0: Yes. What? Yeah, I think so. The headmistress. Board, yeah, yeah, president, I didn't governors, well, governors, board I tra- of governors. I was like,
1: I was waiting for you to do the British sorry, translation. Sorry, sorry,
0: I, I didn't realize. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my my, I, I'm too far away from the TARDIS.
1: <laughs> but anyway, that behind the board of governors were the Weeping Angels. Yes. So that was, and at least an interesting, kind of random, but interesting premise. Because obviously, there was kind of a lot going on in class near the end there. but yeah. But anyway,
0: that would have been yeah, and it, I mean, I. I'm open to the idea, but I'll be honest, and I'm going to go against, because I am always the person who says, I like the redeemable villain. Right. I like, oh, they're not really a villain, it's just our perspective, and we listen to their side of the story, and that is normally the way I completely work. I'm not sure I want that from the Weeping Angels. It's
1: good to have an exception. Which I appreciate
0: makes me a little bit of a hypocrite, but uh, yeah, no, I like the Weeping Angels just being villains.
1: Well, let's get into sort of individual episodes. We don't have to do the whole episode, but so first we watched Blink, of course, Blink. series three with the 10th Doctor. Yes. Um, or what little of the 10th Doctor was in that episode. <laughs> um, but anyway, what did you, th- rewatching the introduction of the Weeping Angels? And of course, I, I didn't think about this, but all, all these episodes are written by Moffat. So, you know, uh, reward or punish him accordingly.
0: Yeah, no, reward, definitely. I just, I love them. And Blink is probably one of my favorite episodes. I just think it it ties together so neatly. And I I, I always forget and am reminded in the rewatch that they do establish at the very beginning that they don't kill you, they send you back. Um, and I'd sort of forgotten that with the girl. What's, what's she called?
1: Um, Sparrow.
0: Yes, something sparrow. <laughs> it's another thing that starts with S. I was
1: about to say, but anyway, it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, it's not Susan. Sally. Anyway, Sally, oh, nicely done, baby. Sally's Sally sparrow's friend, Nightingale. Okay. <laughs> uh, there was no way I was coming <laughs> up was with the that. That was the joke, it was
1: sparrow and Nightingale. Oh, it right. Sounds like oh, detectives are like 2 T V. TV.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> and that comes back to. Because
1: the brother, and then that's the name of their shop at the end.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And then again, that comes back in the last time we see them mm-hmm. with the detectives. and all. But anyway, yeah. uh, I digress. I digress. Um, so, yes, when Miss Nightingale yeah. gets sent back and her grandson arrives with the letter explaining everything. And, mm. you know, I'll be honest, it doesn't seem terrible. I mean, from what we know about people sent back in the oh, past, they all seem to be all right.
1: Well... With Blink and and, and whatever, it's Ma, he can change it if he wants to. I feel like in Blink they explains or the doctor explains that what the weeping angels get from sending someone in the past is that they get you know, this is all time whammy, but they get all the um all the days Yeah, you know, that you didn't live in your present that feed they feed off those things that never happened. But then like later he switches it to they get off from sending you in the past.
0: No, I still got the impression that they feed off of that. But then, you know, when he talks about continuing to send you back into the past, they continue to get those what ifs. Right. So you're living your life now they send you back to the 1920s and feed off all the stuff that you would have done in the 2020s, and then when you're in the 1920s, they send you back to the 1820s and feed off all the stuff that you would have been in the 1920s. So, no, I, that that was my impression, okay. that it wasn't just sending you back.
1: And I think Blink starts, and this isn't a criticism, it's going to sound like it, but I don't mean to. But, you better not,
0: I like this episode.
1: <laughs> well, it's, it, no, it starts it. Because, I mean, I think ultimately the question we'll ask is, have they used them too much? You know, it's kind of like, not to use a Star Trek example, but I'll do it. Uh, the Borg. You know, you have these this great introduction of the Borg and Next Generation, and you know, then you have the bigger, you know, play with them, the two-parter, best of both worlds, but then when it comes to Voyager, they're, like, always there, and so the argument is, well, we've watered them down. The more you learn about them, the more you drill down, they're not mysterious anymore, and so I'm with Weeping Angels, and we don't have that many episodes, but they are, but the question's going to be, did we use them too much? Did we go to the world too much or, or not? And can you overuse them? Should we not use them anymore? You know. I am shaking
0: my head <laughs> emphatically. No, I think from tenth Doctor Martha era right to eleventh Doctor end of Amy and Rory, mm-hmm. we only see them four times.
1: Right. Well, for a whole episode. Yeah. Because there's bits and pieces like you know they show up with on uh, a Trenzalore yeah you know, in the final days um and I don't know there, when I was you know doing the the TARDIS Wikipedia you know it lists everything but yeah it's all no I'm no. You know?
0: I, I, no I'm mm-hmm. always up for a good Weeping Angel episode
1: um but yeah I liked with Blink well, I, the point I was going to get to that, I, that I straight from is it starts this thing of like the the people who get sent back into the past but then that you encounter encounter them now in the present or, or whatever time you're you now encounter the person that was just sitting back in time in the present, that they're old now. But it's always like they die that day. <laughs> it's always like, you know, like the her her cop friend. Um, I don't know if they're explicitly saying he's dying that day, but he did say this is the last time I'll see you. Sort of. Oh, yeah.
0: Or, no, and I think he does die that same day. Thing I think you're, like, you're right about that. Rory, but we don't see that in Blink.
1: The detective in the next, which I know, but like, it always seems like. Yeah, <laughs> we don't see it
0: in Blink, and we don't see it in the second one. Mm-hmm. We only see that. In that two-parter, mm-hmm.
1: well, in Blink, I mean the cop. That's the first time.
0: Oh gosh, yes, no, you're right, you're right. I'm <laughs> that's what sorry. I'm saying. It
1: establishes, yeah. The,
0: to me, it's, it's but they don't do it with the girl.
1: No, no, because you went far back, too far back. Eh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, because he went back to the '60s with the doctor and Martha.
0: I I just have this, and I feel like I'm making these hmm. uh, analogies a lot, and maybe that's maybe we should do an episode on it. <laughs> Um, but the cop, definitely Peggy Carter.
1: (laughs) I like it. I like it.
0: I mean, you know.
1: I mean, I'm familiar with, I didn't watch all the series, but yeah.
0: Well, no, but Peggy Carter in the Avengers after.
1: Right, right. She shows up older. Yeah.
0: And that's the movie. Yes. And then, you know. Steve is she's like oh Steve here you are what the hell happened and then 20 minutes later she's like Steve yeah. here you are what the hell happened <laughs> but you know that sort of full circle idea and use of exp- exposition I suppose
1: uh-huh. um but and also the, the the concentration around places so they they, they love a uh, old mansion or old I don't know what you call it estate house yeah whatever. yeah um but you know, this is not necessarily in keeping with the Weeping Angels, other than it, the time shifting. But the whole construction of this episode is you know, definitely doff my hat oh, and to Steven. The whole the wallpaper, the mm. the video you see again. The, the all, timing yes. for it
0: is just stunning, mm. and of course, the introduction of the
1: phrase timey wimey."
0: Yes,
1: <laughs> Which, you
0: know everybody loves
1: because yeah, I, I think. I read an interview, I think it was an interview, that RTD, uh, Russell T. Davies, and um, Stephen Moffat interviewed each other on uh, for Doctor Who Monthly, you know. and uh, Stephen was, like, it's the episode he says he's most recognized for, mm-hmm. which he thinks is funny, because it's not when he was in charge, it's when yeah. Russell was in charge, It's yeah. sort of a reverse to Russell, it's when he was in charge, but he didn't write the episode, and so it's always, he's always felt like a little weird, and then also, the Doctor's not really in it yep <laughs> not so, very much
0: yep so. although again i love the neatness of it mm-hmm. um the whole circuitity of you know he's in this video answering things that like in the beginning at least aren't even being asked and then later on she is asking and he's answering and the guy's taking the notes and then at the end She gives the transcript to the doctor so that he can make the,
1: you know, it just all
0: sort of comes full circle, and I just, it's just beautiful. It's just a well-written episode.
1: Now, have you ever encountered, not the real ones, have you ever encountered Weeping Angels, at least the the way that the statue looks like? Have you ever encountered those in real life?
0: I feel like yes. I don't know,
1: is it a British construction? I mean, we have statues like that in cemeteries, and. But I don't know if that's more, you see that more around Britain.
0: I don't know. I don't know. I'm thinking about a cemetery that we visited while we were in Ireland that may have had, that. that's the, I mean, a lot of them are the crosses, but uh, but I feel like possibly. And then I also think about, um, oh, of course, like things like Notre Dame and, you know, with the gargoyles, any of that sort of gothic—the ones that are left—we mm, don't talk
1: about it. Yep. Not
0: They'll be back. <laughs> They'll be back. Um, so yeah, there's enough gothic architecture in Europe, full stop, to make this a pretty creepy.
1: I, 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 the way the doctor describes in Blink, like he calls them sort of psychopaths. And I guess that's really the, the monster element. He doesn't necessarily say, like, maybe he did and I just didn't catch, like, where they come from or why they're yeah. on Earth, per se. You know, just that there, there's some here. Um, but I guess even talking about how many there are, of course, that's the way the episode kind of plays with your mind um, at the very end there with the little montage. But, like, are all the statues... Yes. In the world, a <laughs> lot. Oh, we'll get to that in subsequent episodes here. Also, true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think we get a little bit of some of that in the second episode, the mm-hmm. river mm-hmm. episode.
1: Um, oh, yes. They're both river. I'll no, know. I know. But <laughs> I know this mean. is
0: the primarily mm-hmm. yes. river episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and presumably the first time she sees Eleven.
1: Yeah. Well, let's hear. Let's finish up, links. Move on here. Um, I mean, anything else to say? Just, I mean, there's the basic construction that we'll recognize. I mean, we'll get into different kinds, but they're always sort of they look the same. You know, you know, the wings and the the female version of the, and then the blank eyes. Yeah, they can't look at each other. That's why they're weeping because they have their hands in front of their eyes because they don't want to be able to.
0: Yes, although I'm going to come back to this Mm -hmm. later on. But yes. And that's how ultimately in Blink mm-hmm. they're destroyed is he gets them to circle one another and then the TARDIS disappears and they're all staring at each other and
1: They're stuck like Chuck.
0: And they're stuck like Chuck. Don't yep. you yep. is that a thing? Mm-hmm. Stuck like Chuck? Yeah. I don't know that I've ever heard that. I'll
1: introduce you to other American idioms.
0: Okay. Yep. I like stuck like Puck. It's a little more Shakespearean, I think.
1: Was he stuck in that? No. Okay. So
0: but where was Chuck stuck?
1: you would have to have been there.
0: I, were you there?
1: <laughs> were you there? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> but, you know, the, like I said, they tease montage at the end of Blink, which, again, is effective visual storytelling of, you know, everything is a statue, everything could be a weeping angel. And I think it's that scary element. Because it's, uh, yeah, it's a scary episode. Like I said, no one, I'm trying to think now that I say this. No one dies. I mean, natural causes, old age. But no one dies. Dies. Mm. Uh, well, I mean, you know what I mean. No one's murdered by a weeping angel. Only by old age. So, but it's still a horrific episode. And, I, and that that sound effect—that's just the weeping angel sound effect. The one where you look away and then he moves. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: You know, and that's just like the, the way. And the seeing the sort of that demon face they have and all that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun. Yeah. Um, Okay, so moving on to their next appearance, which is a two-parter, The Time of the Angels and Flesh and Stone, Series 5, the 11th Doctor's first series, Matt Smith era. And, of course, it's an interesting episode because I think off the top of my head it's like the third and fourth episode. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's very early. Um, But it's not only the first reappearance of the Angels, it's also the first reappearance of River Song. Yes. So you sort of get... Bringing back two elements, you know, because the question is, will oh, so it work? this is her
0: first episode after she dies?
1: Yeah, after the library. Oh,
0: wow. Okay, yeah. I don't think I really. I mean, I guess that makes sense, but
1: yeah, because it's sort of like. Uh, so she
0: only did one episode with a the Doctor. Yeah. Huh. Oh, how much fun would they have been together? Though, <laughs> come on.
1: And so I think it's very interesting to start off the 11th Doctor. I mean, risky that you're sort of bringing back two older elements, um, which are not... It's funny, because I forget who... I don't know who wrote the library. Maybe it's Steven, for all I know. Um, So, you know, he's allowed to bring in his own elements now that he's showrunner. This is his first series as showrunner. Right. He's bringing in things he wrote. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess not that risky, considering, you know, he wrote it and he wrote it again for his own series now, this time not just Russell's. But, you know, it's still dodgy. You never know a sophomore you know, additionally, you know, you're going to have the same power that you had, and so combining these but two elements. But it's clear
0: yeah. at that point, particularly watching, of course, in uh-huh. hindsight, uh-huh. it is clear he has a plan.
1: <laughs>
0: so much. I mean, so many little things are dropped. Uh-huh. You know, of of River Song being in prison uh-huh. for killing someone. For killing someone, uh-huh. a good man. Right. Um, all of those things are dropped. And even by the end of it, it feels like he knows more. Right. Um, and then of course you also have that scene with Amy when she's blind that will come back around. Yeah,
1: with Pandora opens or, or the, the whatever the opposite after that is. I can't remember them all, but yeah. I, like I, I wonder, you know, as we do these episodes reviews of the Thirteenth Doctor series, um, you know, we, you know, we should be pretty eagle-eyed, but like it'd be funny if we were watching this episode, like, hey, he wasn't, wasn't he wearing, he wasn't wearing a coat. Uh, yeah. he has a coat. <laughs> yeah. You know, would we feel like there was like an error there and be like, well, that was messed up. These stupid people don't know what they're doing.
0: Oh uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So how <laughs> yeah. how many things do you think are being planted? I don't know. Yeah. we'll see. We'll see. I, I do think Russell Davies is absolutely the master of that. Mm-hmm. For good or ill. Mm-hmm. And I think at times it does get awfully convoluted. Mm-hmm. But when you go back and watch episodes like this and watch those strings tie themselves together. Stephen, you mean? Stephen, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Stephen Moffat. I think it's beautiful to watch.
1: Now, this this sort of goes, you know, with Blink... You sort of, you had a number of weeping angels, but it was a small number. This one, you know, like, there's a million of them.
0: There's a million of them. And like I them. said,
1: there's the danger, does that water them down any? Um, because I guess initially you just think there's one. And then you find yeah. out, oh, by the way, it's like a whole army of them.
0: And you, as you say, you get a lot more information, you know, when they're in, t- when there's a photograph of them. Mm-hmm. Yep. They are there when they are stuck in your eyeball, apparently. (laughs) They are there, and they're trying to rescue themselves, and so you've got all of these older ones. This one, the angels, to me, in this episode, are not anywhere close to the most interesting thing about the episode.
1: Right. Yeah, there's a lot going on, in a good way.
0: Yes, yeah, but I feel like they're almost, oh yeah, there were angels in that as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Although I like Angel... Bob. Is it Angel Bob?
1: A sacred name. Yeah. More like Scared Bob. Yeah.
0: Uh, Yeah, he was bloody creepy, wasn't
1: he? And that's a very interesting element to... Because the angels have no voice, to give them a voice Mm. of one of their victims. And this one, they're killing people in this one. They're not sending anyone to the past in this one. This is all just straight up murdering people. um, The bishop and everyone else. Mm -hmm. So... So yeah, I, I you know I think blink is scarier for me. Mm. This one, just because there's so many. Not that I mean, I, you get the suspense or the, you know, the the, heart, the pulsing of this episode, but I don't think they're per se as scary as they were in blink.
0: No, and like I say, I think giving them a voice makes them scary. That's the scariest part of the angels to mm. me in this one. Um, but again, there's just so much going on. Um, you know, Amy's running away from her wedding, which we see at the end, and and then she's blind, and there's the crack in the wall, and then mm-hmm. there's River Song, and why is she in jail? And, oh, good man, and then there's the doctor appearing, but is it really the doctor? There's so much, like I say, I think the angels are the least interesting part of this one.
1: And it's, so they show some things, which again, you're, you're always like, you know, just showing this ruin it. So we see the angels moving for the first time. Um, because, you know, that's always in your imagination what it actually looks like. But now we're going to show it. You know, the slowly moving when Amy's blind and they think that she can see. But then they suddenly decide, oh, wait, she can't see us. And so they start to move a little bit. But I think the look of the angels is really, really good. Because we watched the DVD extra mm-hmm. with, showed the actresses. Because it's women that, that played this role. Um doing this, but, like, you know, when you see them in the makeup, or the, you know, I guess outside of the actual episode, you're like, oh, yeah, it kind of looks like it's plastic, but on screen, like, it does look Oh, I know.
0: I mean, there there are so many times that I'm watching it, especially after having seen the extra. So many times that I'm watching it where I'm like, is it a statue or is it a person? Mm -hmm. Oh, nope. It's changed position. So it must be an actual person. Okay. Oh, is that one a statue or (laughs) is it a person? Yeah. And I loved the, I can't remember who it was. If it was Stephen Moffat or somebody else talking about, you know, how terrifying they are. Even when you step outside the studio and they're having a fag around the corner <laughs> of the building. And I just think, yeah, that would be, that would creep me out. A little weeping angel hanging out with a fag in their mouth <laughs> in a completely unexpected place. Yep, that would scare the crap out of me.
1: Because for those who haven't seen the extra, is they basically do everything except... The mask, like I mean, they will they'll wear that all day except for the mask. When they're filming, then they put the the headpiece on, um,
0: and then they have little places through their eyes that they can see until they put the lenses over top. And they're not like contact lenses; no. they're lenses that go into the mask pieces. pieces yeah. yeah, and then they can't see anything. Mm-hmm. And yeah,
1: creepy. It is. I mean, and that's that's you know not a hard or I mean. That is a hard acting job to literally be that still, yeah, in a scene. And I know, you know, filming is is short clips, but still, um, you know, yeah,
0: yeah. And they were saying that it comes easier once you're in the costume. The costume <laughs> lends itself to that sort of movement, I guess. Mm-hmm. But
1: yeah. Cool. Well, anything else about the two parters here?
0: Nope. Nope, I'm ready to move on to the last one.
1: So, Angels Take Manhattan. Yes. And this is the final appearance. Uh, well, I mean, so strictly, far not really. But it's the formal goodbye for Amy and oh, Rory. Yeah. And uh, so this is a series seven. Um, with, against, once again, with the 11th Doctor. Once again, with... Uh, River Song. River Song. When, you know, now that they know she's mom. Or, you know, now they know Amy's is mom. And Rory's oh, dad. Can, can I stop go and
0: go back just yeah. a little while? Because when the 11th Doctor realizes that Riversong is on his, her way. Yeah. Even though this is only the second time we've seen right. her, he is very much, got to get myself ready and fix my hair and, yeah. and all of this stuff. Uh, which I think is very interesting and suggests that he has seen her since.
1: Yeah, because it's, you know, and you can form your own story. Uh, you know, we, we've done the, the Riversong timeline. But, like, and I know this is going to sound stupid, but like in Time of the Angels, God, Matt is so young. Um, and mm. so and you know that interplay we talk about with Matt just being a great actor playing against, you know, uh, River, you know, who he's never met the actors before. You know, this first time of the, the established part of, you know, being kind of annoyed, but kind of accepting this role, you know, relationship. and But now it's funny when you take by Angels take Manhattan, he's fairly smitten. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So
0: smitten. But again, Mm -hmm. even in the, not the library, but the the one that we were just talking about, the time of the angels and flesh and stone, when she shows up, he's like, oh, got to fix my hair, got to look good, (laughs) woo-woo, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So straight in for Matt Smith, but indicates that sometime between the library and this episode there may have been other, other things. Mm-hmm.
1: But, yeah, so with Angels Take Manhattan, the Statue of Liberty is an angel, darling. Yeah, it is. Too much?
0: No, because it's this giant thing <laughs> that is
1: terrifying. Uh-huh. And they
0: don't really make a big deal out of the Statue of Liberty. You know, we're not looking at the Planet of the Apes here. <laughs> um uh, You know, it's clear that that's what's happening, but I don't think the characters really talk about it. It's just huge and terrifying.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, Rory's like, I always wanted to go to see the statue of Rody. I didn't know he was going to come see me. Yes, a, yeah.
0: <laughs> Again, so it's not this huge, oh my God, this symbol of, you yeah, know,
1: none of that. It's just, there it is. And then, of course, with uh, in Angels Take Manhattan, so they basically have made their hotel, their death hotel, or, I don't know, battery hotel is what they call it. I guess it's like Matrix or something.
0: Battery Key Winter. Winter
1: key. key. So I'm not familiar with the word, so it's like it's yeah, is how you say uh, it. No, yeah, yes. I mean, I know it's spelled Q U A, but it's uh, I think Q U A
0: Y, but it's pronounced key. Yeah, and,
1: and I don't know it's Steve, some sort of water thing. i would say uh, Stephen. That's not an American word. There, yeah. I don't. There's no place in New York that would use that. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean i don't live in New York, but I uh, was just that was I think like I was just very a uh, british system that doesn't necessarily work. Uh, in the episode kind of throws you out if you're American. Um, so, but anyway. Uh, yeah, so they're basically, the, the angels sort of have decided just to, you know, take up shop here in, in New York in the 1920s. and
0: Off and we go. Just
1: pop people back. And I guess they were trying to say that they, like, the people never leave. It's basically Hotel California. Yes. Um, which
0: is ironic. Yes,
1: exactly. Um, Hotel New York. Um and so yeah, like you said, they just keep zapping them back. But then again, you do the whole thing like, oh, they find well, the detective finds himself. I guess he doesn't die. Maybe I can't remember whether he's. He I don't die. know, but he
0: yeah, he yeah. gets sent back at that point and but then, it's never clear why the guy, um, Ian Shane. No, no, no. Was, who was the who Bill was Ed. the mafia guy? Yeah, who I, was it? I
1: can't remember his name. Yeah, Ian Shane. Like, that's Winston Churchill, isn't it? I don't think so. Okay.
0: Anyway, I don't better. know. We'll we'll do some research, okay. but never mind. He he was on the whose line is it anyway? All the time,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and played Friar Tuck. Oh, you're
1: right. Sorry, the original is what you mean. Yes, 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 I remember now. yeah,
0: yes. yeah. I'm on it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, it's never clear why he sends the detective out looking
1: because then he sent, hires River.
0: Yes, and right. even that's a little unclear. Why has he hired River? Why is he hiring detective? It's, I guess
1: it's a protection. You know, because he's keeping the angel hostage, mm-hmm. and he knows they're after him, I guess. And so maybe he's, you know,
0: I feel like a detective is not necessarily the best protection detail.
1: Well, because he tells them to go to the hotel where they live, and, maybe, and then he
0: immediately captures River, or lets the angel capture her.
1: Yeah, I don't
0: know. Yeah, there's some discrepancies. Uh-huh.
1: Um, but yeah, yeah. You know, so you have the sort of kind of like Dalek. It's actually like a bunch of episodes, really, where the villain captures another monster, and then tortures the monster, and mm. then, of course, the monster's going to end up getting back at them. Um So, you know, like with Dalek, when the future villain was holding the Dalek, <coughs> and then Dalek you know, kills him. But, um, yeah, I'm just trying to think of any new things other than them being able to open hotel rooms and elevators by themselves. So now it's just yeah. a haunted mansion.
0: Yeah. You know? And they save Rory and... Um... Amy, when they jump off the building.
1: Yeah, creating the paradox. Yes. So that's sort of this whole thing about the Weeping Angels being some sort of this temporal, timey, whimy villain. Yeah. Um, Obviously, they're sending people back in the past, but whatever. What would you think of the, uh, because it kind of reminds me of like the Daleks. They don't really do it with the Cybermen, I guess a little bit, but kind of introducing new models. So now we have the baby. Oh, I
0: love the cherubs. Yeah. They're bloody terrifying. <laughs> yeah. and then of course it lends itself when we were at Galley one, seeing the small children.
1: Oh yeah dressed as running angels. around
0: as weeping angel cherubs, which is terrifying. <laughs> but yeah, the, I think the matches scene is fantastic. And again, there's so much. Sort of, okay, so River's writing this book, but you can't read too far ahead, but she's leaving clues, and so then they have to go back to ancient China to leave their own clues, and then there's another message... Timey-wimey. Yes, timey-wimey and really intricate, but lovely, not too overwhelming.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is obviously where some criticism of Moppet come from, his tendency to do this. And I don't, in this episode, I don't think it's too much. I mean, it's symbolic, uh, or it's in a good not symbolic, it's an example of what it, what he does, but I don't think it's too much. People may disagree, but, you know, yeah. No,
0: and, but and like. Time
1: can be rewritten, or if you say the thing, now it's a fixed point in the, in the time and the book and all that, you know.
0: Yeah, and I think that, you know, one of my, not complaints, but discomforts, I suppose, is his overarching with that because it gets overwhelming. Yeah. When it's sort of self-contained like this is, mm-hmm. I think it's gorgeous. Um, and when it's self-contained like Blink is, I think it's gorgeous starts to get a little bit overwhelming and maybe that's my bigger problem with um, the Two-parter. time of the angel yeah. yeah cracking
1: the wall because yeah, yeah. never existing
0: oh I'm here yeah. but I'm from the future and I'm having this moment with Amy and yeah uh, it's it's a lot it's yeah. a lot
1: so yeah um, so they haven't used again they've appeared cameo appearances. They haven't really appeared since then, uh, since, you know, Series 7. We're now in 12. I feel like I should have the answer to 13. I can't remember. Anyway. It can't be
0: that far, can it? We're in 7, because Matt Smith's first one was 7.
1: 5.
0: Oh, Series 5. Oh, and now they're in 7. Oh, I see what you're saying. But, I mean, Sorry. now in the 13th Doctor. We haven't Ira, seen them since. Yeah. We, yes.
1: I mean, again, we, we've seen them, but you know what I'm trying to say. There hasn't been a whole episode about them. And so, you know, is it time to bring them back, or what? I mean, what yeah, what do you, you know, and is there is it? What do you add to them, or you know, because this is your complaint about the Daleks and the Cybermen? Like we don't ever add anything. Well, I mean, we sometimes.
0: Oh, you know, that's not my complaint. Yeah. My complaint is that they're two dimensional,
1: right?
0: Um, and I still stand by it, and I also stand by the fact that I'm being <laughs> a little bit critical. Yeah. yeah. But I think the thing for me is that their stories are always so interesting. And if we play them too much, that's not necessarily going to be the case. But, um, but the things that are—it's not just them; it's the things happening around them that are fascinating to me.
1: I think maybe one thing that adds to them is that they don't talk. So with the dogs, it's always exterminate or kill or yeah. master plan, Cybermen, It's delete, delete, and blah blah blah. But like we never talk. I mean, we had you know Bob the one episode and that's just more where it was sort of like a you know to tease and anger the doctor but like because they never talk you never necessarily know what they're thinking or what they're i mean yeah. you know they're after you which is always the scary element um but you never necessarily know why or what they're thinking or anything really
0: yeah yeah it's interesting so maybe I that's why them. you always
1: need like other villains i mean like in blink they were the villain so no one was but like you know in the uh, Time and Angels and Flesh and Stone, you sort of have Angel Bob doing the voice, and then you sort of have, they're not the villains, of course, but then you have the, the church and the bishop and all that as kind of a voice of context. And then Angels Take Manhattan, you have the villain, Rich Bad Guy that we talked about, who sort of also provides that voice. Yes, um,
0: although dies yeah. fairly early on. But, so. yeah, But sets the stage for... And maybe that's the other part of it, is so much of it... I mean, they're they're peripheral. The Statue of Liberty is definitely standing right there. Um, But so much of this is once it's been set into motion, once they're aware that Rory's in that hotel room and he's got to figure out a way to not let that happen or to stay with Amy or whatever that... All of that happens without the angels. Mm -hmm. You know, and so they make those choices um when river is trapped by the angel and um the doctor has looked at the last chapter which is amy's last fami- farewell or whatever it is and so all of that is self-contained mm-hmm. that's not based on the angels per se they sort of set things into motion and then
1: fly away <laughs> <laughs> if you will and maybe another part that you know, my opinion makes him powerful is because i've been read. i can't remember the reference but i think with peter capaldi his thing and maybe this was mentioned somewhere else was that dr Who villains and things should be something that kids can play at home mm. um and so maybe like the costume or whatever i can't remember the context i was reading but here's a villain you can have like, you don't necessarily have a dog in your neighborhood. You don't have... Sorry, but you may have a leaping angel in your neighborhood. And so... Yeah, and also...
0: Of, and they talk about this um, when they were talking about the fact that it was Amy and Rory's... Or maybe not. I can't remember when yeah. they were talking about But one of the confidentials was talking about how similar this is to something like Grandma's Footsteps, which is what it's, it's called in England. Mm-hmm. Here it's red light, green light. Oh,
1: yes. Yes, yes, yes. And, oh, yeah. The, the It was the... Um, the Doctor Who Confidential, and I think on Blink, because it wasn't necessarily a proper Doctor Who Confidential, it was the one with Mark Gaddis and Stephen Moffat. I don't
0: know, because Matt, I definitely remember Matt Smith talking no, no. about it
1: as well. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: but, yeah, this mm-hmm. idea that that's a children's game mm-hmm. that we play. I mean, I've played it with my drama kids before, and, and the idea... Being, you know, when they turn around, you have to freeze in something interesting. And, you know, yep. so you get all of these. So it's it's a concept that kids are familiar with and can play with in that sense.
1: And kids never send you back in time. They?
0: they, no, I don't. Hold on, let me think. Okay. Um, no, okay. no, I don't think so. Yeah.
1: Well, any final thoughts about the Weeping Angels? Love the
0: Weeping Angels. They make me happy. So, so sad. It was such a beautiful ending for Amy and Rory. It really was. I thought it was perfect. (laughs) I thought it was a perfect ending for them. They choose to be together. You know, he gets taken no matter what. and (laughs) Rory. I know. Bless his heart. And she's like, there's room on that gravestone for me, man. Mm-hmm and so there's this lovely scene where she's staring at the angel and talking to Riversong and telling her to be a good girl and oh yeah and then she turns around just once to say goodbye to the doctor and is gone and it's just lovely
1: whenever we talk about companion exits bookmark that yes but for that let's go into the TARDIS library when you close your eyes I go to the library Go to the library now so for this segment one of the things we talked about uh, was the final episode of rory and uh, amy um and of course uh, karen uh, was starting uh, her american career if i can put it that way uh you know she had um selfie shortlist series on one of the network television that came out for abc or, or nbc okay um, is that
0: where she sings see a chandelier haven't she seen that clip where she's singing one two three? Oh, maybe.
1: Point. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and then of course she would go on to Marvel Universe, Guardians where, of yeah.
0: the Galaxy, woop yeah. whoop.
1: And you know, spin out other things as well. That was sort of her career. Now Arthur uh, Darville, um, you know who who we've kind of talked about a little bit.
0: Yeah, which... it goes on to Broadchurch.
1: Yeah, that's true. And uh, in his American starts
0: a pop band. I feel like <laughs> I feel like there's a band in there.
1: But he kind of starts his American career. Um. January 21st of 2016, the pilot episode uh, premiered on the CW here in America of DC's Legends of Tomorrow with the star and leading man, Arthur Darville.
0: Yes. I assume this was a response to Karen getting a job with Marvel.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Oh, yeah. That's that's funny. And
0: so he was like, well, the gauntlet has been (laughs) thrown down. Pun intended. (laughs) High five for Thanos. (laughs) I'm going to DC. That's funny. I
1: didn't even think about that.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I think about these things. I'm telling you.
1: So the synopsis is just very one sentence. Um, Time-traveling rogue Rip Hunter has to recruit a ragtag team of heroes and villains to help prevent an apocalypse that could impact not only Earth, but all of time. So, What's his name, Rip, Rip Hunter? Hunter. Yep. That's
0: ridiculous. Uh, well, that's I th- ridiculous. So, what do you think?
1: know, we can talk any more about the this because we watched the pilot part one and part two. So what do you think of Arthur helming his own show?
0: Arthur is playing the Doctor, and that's <laughs> just—I I will not hear any other thing about it. Mm-hmm. That is what is happening. Except his TARDIS talks to her
1: that's, to him. Yep. Yeah, Gideon,
0: like Jarvis. Yeah. So yeah, it's a little bit of a mix. Mix. It's fun. And he
1: has time lords that he's yeah time masters, which doesn't sound (laughs) any better.
0: Yeah, yeah. The whole the the episode started, and I was like,
1: Is "Is, he Gallifrey? Is he Gallifrey? (laughs) Is
0: that a thing that's happening? Um. So, yeah, I think that's funny, and I'd love to hear him talk about it. I don't know if there are any interviews where he talks about this, but this is so...
1: I, I mean, I was I was looking, because I'm, you know, so for those who, you know, I mean, I, you probably do, but for those who don't know, this is sort of what we call the Arrowverse. Um, yes. Because this is what we call basically DC television, because it all started with the Arrow. He's sort of the Iron Man of yes, yeah. DC TV. Yeah. And then, I'll see if I can do this in my head. Next was Flash, yes, I believe. Yeah. Next was something else. I don't know why I'm forgetting it, but I feel like there was something. Is it the
0: girl one, Supergirl? Maybe. Yeah, I hadn't thought about really about them Supergirl. being them the same.
1: Yeah, because you remember we watched, of
0: course, yes, a year the ago crossover. I mean, they yeah. had another
1: crossover this year, or anyway. But um, I feel like I'm missing another one. But anyway, so there are various characters that have been introduced primarily an arrow but so then now with now dc's legends of tomorrow you sort of taken like these characters who have been either casually mentioned or keep previously shown and we've sort of put them together into the sort of the justice league not really that's also dc um but into this ragtag group
0: who just for the record are a whole heck of a lot like i mean you've definitely got ant-man
1: right yeah who's played by superman
0: who's played by superman yep uh, you definitely have Thor and his reincarnated lady. Oh, the Hawkeye.
1: Yeah. Or, yeah. No, no. Or,
0: I was thinking of the Thor. Oh yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Um, the but they're
0: also sort of the Falcon slash Hawkeye yes. people. Um, you definitely have the Black Widow.
1: Right with the uh, assassin, less,
0: less polished, but yes. yeah. I, I just I'm not. White
1: can- canary. I can't remember.
0: Yeah, canary. Yeah, Black Canary. But white now she's canary. the white. Canary, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I haven't decided for sure. Maybe the bad guys are Bucky Barnes. I haven't gotten that far into it. You <laughs> have but...
1: Fire and Ice. I don't know. That's not their names, but yeah. that's how I think of them.
0: And then there's the symbiote.
1: Yeah, I was, I'm, again, because I I watched Arrow for a couple seasons. You know, it went on for a bit. Um, but, I, I mean, I think Still I Still
0: going H- on for a bit?
1: No, he died. Um, oh, did he? Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry to hear yeah. that. <laughs> There's a funny picture of...
0: I don't the, think that's the, funny at all. Was it COVID?
1: The guy who played the Flash. What's his you name? Know,
0: Barry. Or, uh, no, that's the character's yeah, name. The, the
1: yeah, the guy but, from Elon. Yeah, um, from Glee, who's who's basically at the era's graveyard, kind of like smiling and looking at it. and like That was, you know, not during filming, of course. Yeah. Um, you know, any, any times you can pick on Steven. You know. Yeah. I don't know what
0: his name is. Why is it not coming to me? Grant. Oh, Grant Gustin. Something
1: like
0: that. Yeah, from Elon University. That's right.
1: Yeah. And, and play. Um, but anyway, all this to say. But yeah, I think I think the this whole superhero TV series thing. But I think in DC's Legends of Tomorrow and the way Arthur, it's not OTT, but like there is a, it'd be interesting to play. Because, I mean, I think Arthur plays it well, but there is this sort of like you have to believe in this sort of cartoon world. Yeah. Cuz some of the you know, dialogue's a little, you know, yeah. comic booky. And but I mean I you know, I say that and it sounds like an insult. Of course Marvel is doing great things, but this is DC. That's why we're Marvel. Um but anyway, <laughs> that is but, why we're Marvel. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's so it's it's schlocky, but I, I don't know, I'm not trying to insult it all that much cuz you know, I, it was fine, I enjoyed it. I think the only thing that there's so many characters and not all of them yes. are that interesting. Yes. To me. Of course, it's only the first two episodes. Yeah, but,
0: and we've already had one main character die. Yeah, so sure, sure. we'll go from there. But, yeah, I think Marvel manages to walk a very, very thin line between respectful and taking the piss out of. Right. And DC has never found that line.
1: I think DC's a little moody or so. gritty. That's the word. The yeah. Because Arrow's very gritty, of course. Yeah. Um... Maybe too much so. Flash is not as gritty because he's a little more youthful, and you know he's got optimist. that little
0: face. That yeah. little face can't be gritty. Bless his heart. I, I haven't
1: watched Supergirls. So I'm I can't still comments.
0: only sure
1: yeah. he's twelve. Mm-hmm. So, um, so this one's uh, is kind of gritty. It's not as gritty as Arrow, but it's.
0: But I think I mean the Avengers do gritty. Yeah, I mean there was a whole world destruction. Everybody gets turned to dust. But then
1: they ate shawarma.
0: But then they ate shawarma. Yeah, yeah, and. So, yeah, I just think there's there's a thin line. Mm-hmm. Marvel has found it beautifully. Mm-hmm. Um, John Favreau,
1: oh, yes, yes, and the um, Rus- Russo brothers, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, John Favreau definitely started, started it, yeah. um, with that tone mm-hmm. that everybody else said because he wrote it, right. um. And Taiki Watiti possibly took it just a smidge yeah, further that. than was necessary, but I am not gonna begrudge him that. And
1: you have Joss Sweden doing the Avengers. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's just got it's just got a nice balance to it, a mm. nice tone that, that D C whether it's the television series. Or the films
1: because the only one
0: hasn't been able to find
1: because we watched and that is getting a like, of topic but we only I've only seen maybe you have seen more than I have we only saw Wonder Woman in the theaters yeah which I enjoyed I because yeah yeah I have not seen any of the Superman movies no or, and you
0: know don't or really Aquaman or or, or I I'd, I'd like to see Aquaman yes, I'm sure you would I, well yes. it's not I <laughs> like Jason Momoa yeah. Um, not necessarily because I'm like, whoa, cause, yeah. you know, give me Chris Evans any day. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I mean, give me you first. <laughs> and then if I can't have you, Chris <laughs> Evans, I mean, Jason Momoa's way down that list yeah. after you die. Right. Uh, clock's ticking, by the way, <laughs> baby. Uh, <laughs> but I would like to see that one. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not interested. There's nothing... Whereas, again, the Avengers movies have this lightness, even through the grittiness, that I
1: enjoy. But with Legends of Tomorrow, like, I think, if we kept on going, I think Arthur is the primary draw. Um,
0: Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: I I don't know. I I mean, I think, you know, it's it's funny, you know, with the, the evolution of Rory, like, by Angels of Manhattan, everyone's cool. Like, the Eleventh Doctor's cool with the longer hair, and then Rory's got the longer hair, and he's dressed really, like chic and then amy's got the glasses and you know so everyone's like cool now and older um but sort of rory just you know add some facial hair and now he's captain rip hunter time master yeah. which sounds ridiculous but anyway yes. um
0: he's been promoted i just love it i'm so <laughs> proud of our rory
1: but you know he's 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 in it he's believe what he's doing you can believe that he's doing it and so you're like oh, okay and like I, there's like one or two like the professor who bonds with the with the kid to make the fire guy? I don't, I don't know any of these words.
0: Symbiote, yeah, yeah, that's the, and it's one of the reasons I almost want to watch a little bit more to see if I can untangle it from my Avengers perspective.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like,
0: am too busy going, yeah, okay, Ant Man, what you know.
1: It's like Iron Man slash Ant Man combined together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then like even the, I am sorry, we don't know characters names. The the Hulk woman there's something like she's not ditzy but just wasn't a lot there
0: the reincarnated one
1: well I mean yeah they're both reincarnated but yeah yeah the guy and the girl but like I just felt like she's like and I'm sure she's fine actress probably and she probably does a lot of stuff in the series. like she's just like a model like I don't it just wasn't giving me a lot it wasn't giving me a lot yeah. um but of course the guy died so it's all her now
0: so yeah and then there's Wentworth what's his last name the guy from prison break
1: oh yeah ice I don't, I don't know what his character's
0: name is. Yeah, in real life it's Wentworth Miller okay. maybe. And then
1: like fire. But
0: he's, he's doing, doing like, this voice. Voice. Yes. That I'm not and kind of, I'm like are, are we are you going to stop doing, doing that, the that whole at series? all? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to hurt yourself. <laughs> stop. And I don't I didn't watch Prison Break. I don't know a whole lot about him. Um I know he's had media trouble and I get the impression just from random celebrity gossip that I end up with my in my head that I have no idea where it came from I feel like he's probably a sensitive soul and so I want better for him I want him to stop having to use that voice
1: and then Fire, it took me a whole thing I'm like, this guy seems so, so familiar He, and I don't know, for all that I know they're related they're probably not for he, a wrestler. he reminds me of, and I am can't remember his name the guy from
0: John Cena no Stone Cold Steve Austin. You can't get
1: into my head. It's not a wrestler. Um,
0: (laughs) The Undertaker. It's not a wrestler.
1: Um, The guy. Drax. From Breaking Bad. I'm out. No. Who then went on Community. Community. As the, uh, you know, who I'm talking about? He was in the season of Community. He was basically the Chevy Chase replacement because he was the professor, the criminal justice. Oh,
0: oh, right. Banks. Yes, Is that with, the voice. It, with the boys, with the boys. He voice. looks like,
1: like that's his son. Yeah, you know, they I are, mean,
0: probably not. I know, but I see what you're saying. They had
1: that sort of yeah. hardened look, yeah. and they all talk like really hard, you know. Yeah. Like, and I was just like, oh, that's who I'm thinking of the whole time. Yeah. No, um, as uh,
0: you know. I'm on, I'm on Drax. There yeah, you go. Yeah. So yeah, I, I just can't separate David. it at the minute. Um, Dave Batista. Yes.
1: Yep. So, but anyway, so yeah, I uh, I don't know if if you've if you watched because apparently it was on for many seasons. Legends of tomorrow. Let us know if it's worth sticking on to, or you know, because I think Arthur. Because I think this is a minor spoiler, but I'm just letting you know. It looked like Arthur is in two seasons, and then maybe his part goes a little less after that. Okay. I don't know if that's because he's doing other projects or or what. I don't know.
0: Might be his punk band.
1: That's true. Who knows?
0: Yeah. Yeah, let us know if we should watch more or if we should just wait for Spider-Man 3.
1: <laughs>
0: or the Winter Soldier and the Falcon.
1: I think, and then WandaVision, apparently that's in the news about yeah, delayed, that, not delayed. Yeah,
0: that one I'm not all that interested in. That looks weird. Yeah, But I'm quite excited about Winter Soldier and Falcon. Mm-hmm. And I'm quite excited about the Loki series, whatever that's called.
1: Yeah. Alright, well, that's it. So until next time enjoy the Doctor's many adventures throughout time time and and space. space. This is BBC Television.